Welcome to the Reflecting Him podcast, where we dive deep into discussing what it's like to live a bold and spirit-filled Christian life. We are your hosts, Casey Slack and Brian Murphy. We really hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you so much. My message today is titled, How to Walk in Your Dangerous Authority. Now, I want you all to partner with me today. When I say, what are we? You say, dangerous. What are we? Dangerous. What are we? Dangerous. We are dangerous in the eyes of the devil. We are here to come to take the earth back from the kingdom of darkness. So my first point today is acknowledge your identity. In Romans chapter 8, this passage from verse 31 to 39 is called God's everlasting love. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things, nor present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. For those who may not know Jesus, for those who may have fallen away from their own personal relationship with Jesus, we do not have to wait till the end of the service to rededicate your life or to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. In John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That is our portion here on earth. Jesus died for us so that we may become children of God, so that our names may be written in the Lamb's book of life. That is our portion, church. That is our portion. What are we? What are we? When we truly acknowledge our identity in Jesus Christ, when we truly believe that as Jesus Christ died for each and every single one of us, he gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. That gives us the same authority that Jesus Christ had while he was here on earth. That leads me to my second point, accessing your authority. 
in Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. He, he, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. In the name of Jesus, we have the power to cast demons out, to heal the sick, to prophesy, to utilize the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to reflect our character of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ did not make it hard to follow him. It is all for the simple aspect of to be obedient. That is all that he asks of us. That is all. In Acts chapter 5, verse 32, and we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given us to those who obey him. Now, some may think that being a Christian, being, being obedient to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit, is difficult. It is only difficult if you're trying to live a Christian life to try and do this without acknowledging that Holy Spirit is within you, without acknowledging that you have a Savior that wants to step with you in each and every single thing that you do, that you are never alone. And when you acknowledge your identity in Him, that He will never forsake you, that He will never leave you as long as as you don't run away from him. It is all of our choice. What better place is it to be, to be with the Lord at all times? Amen? While Jesus was here on earth, he said to the disciples, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. All he asks of us is to, obedient, to be obedient to him. To be obedient in what he has designed and desired for us to do. That is to cast demons out. That is to heal the sick. That is to prophesy. That is to raise the dead. That is to attack the kingdom of darkness. There is no part of what Jesus did here on earth that said anything about having to take a place of being on the defense. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus sent out the 72 to go cast demons out in his name. And what did they do? They came back rejoicing. Jesus the demons obeyed us in your name. They had to flee. That is our portion here on earth. That is our portion here on earth to walk in the same authority that Jesus Christ did. The Trinity. You have God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. As Jesus died on the cross for us and ascended to heaven, he gifted us the Holy Spirit, which means we have Christ living inside of us. We have Christ living inside of us, which gives us that authority. What are we?
So I have an example here of the eagle and the crow example. Sometimes the eagle latches onto the crow's back and pecks and pesters at it. But the eagle does not truly pay any attention to the crow. He spreads his wings out and he begins to rise. He begins to rise. And the higher he goes, the crow starts to lose oxygen. The crow starts to become disabled to the point where the crow falls off. This is the Lord's desire for each and every single one of us on earth, to not be afflicted by the things of the world, but to continue to focus on him there in heaven, to not be distracted by the things of the world, but to rise so that anything that is inflicting us here on earth just falls off. Because they cannot stand to be in the presence of the Lord. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring your remembrance, all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher and the best weapon and gift that we could ever imagine. Now, my point number three is acquiring your weapon, your weaponry. I should not have printed these out double-sided, but that's okay. Acquiring your weaponry. So in Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God. It talks about the breastplate of rich righteousness. It talks about the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, and the sword of the spirit. Now, these are all armor and weaponry that we can use against the kingdom of darkness, but it does not stop there. The Lord also gifted us a gift of righteousness. He gave us a spirit of peace of power, of love, and of self-control. These are all weapons that we can utilize to fight against the kingdom of darkness. A power of love and of self-control, just as the example of the eagle and the crow. The, crow, the eagle was not bothered by the crow. He did not lash out. He had the self-control to just merely continue to rise and soar above. The enemy is here to steal, to kill, to destroy. But what we have been designed and destined to do is to take back what he stole from us. We have the authority to take back what he has stolen from our friends, from our family, to set the captives free, and to walk in the obedience and in the power of the Holy Spirit wherever we go. Wherever we go. We are not here to be afraid, to be anxious, to be stressed, to be depressed. We are here to walk in freedom and in power 
with a Holy Spirit. There is nothing of Jesus that reflects a coward, but is all of a courageous warrior that paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. What are we? In Mark chapter 16, it says, And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. If they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. This right here, church, just shows that with the Holy Spirit within us, with the continuous obedience in him, there is nothing that the enemy can do that can infiltrate us as a child of the all-high God. There is no part of us that should be scared or afraid to go on the attack, to go on the offense, the offense against the kingdom of darkness. Because we have the almighty protection of the almighty creator. The alpha, the omega, has his hand of protection over us. He does not want us to walk this earth scared or afraid. Now, the devil does have his tricks. It is not for us to be ignorant of that but it is for us to stand in a place of victory that whatever the devil tries and throw at us, it cannot touch us because that is what is written in the word of God. That is what is written in the word of God. Our portion here on earth is to set the captives free, to win cells, to make disciples. Now, I'm sure that there's some of us here that have family and friends that do not know the Lord. With that, there's a chance that they're in bondage as well. Now, the gospel is to go and share the word, to bring people to Christ. But there's more to it. There's to take that step, that, that, that step of courage and faith to lay hands on them. Any bondage, any stronghold that may be operating in their life, we have the power and the authority in Jesus' name to release them from that. Who would much rather see their friends and family walk in freedom rather than bondage? That is our portion here on earth. We are sent out just like the 72, just like the disciples, just like Paul to go out and to cast demons out of people, to share the name of Jesus. And I just want to share a little bit of a personal experience of what that may look like. So I, I, I do a lot of one-on-one deliverance. And you know that it's the Holy Spirit talking to you because there's things that the Holy Spirit tells you that you can't even think that you, could, you were even able to think of it on your own. 
I was doing this deliverance, and I believe that the demons were playing that he was this big old, you know, prince demon, yada, yada, yada. And so the Holy Spirit told me, he said, if this demon thinks he's so tough, command it to rep its own spirit out of this person. In Jesus' mighty name, you will rip yourself out of this person. And it happened. It happened. That is the authority that we can access here on earth. The demons have to obey the name of Jesus. The demons have to obey the name of Jesus. It is not our name. I'm just an average Joe, guys. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. But I'm a child of God. So what are we? We're dangerous. The kingdom of darkness cannot prevail against us. If we continue to strive to dive in with the Holy Spirit and with with, with acknowledgement of where we stand, that we were sinners, but now we are saints in the eyes of Jesus, nothing of the kingdom of darkness can prevail against us. Nothing of the kingdom of darkness can prevail against us. For Jesus Christ, dying on that cross for us, crippled the devil for eternity. Now, this is one enemy where, oh, don't hit a man while he's down. We can stomp on the enemy. Jesus Christ sent us to continue to take away the regions, the cities, the states that the kingdom of darkness reigns in. As, As it says in the Bible that there are principalities and powers over the regions, the Holy Spirit can operate in the same way, taking those regions back. That is the mission here. Thousands locally, millions globally. When souls make disciples, take the cities back from the kingdom of darkness, steal, kill, and destroy from the devil. Far too long has he taken things from us, driven our friends and our family to suicide, to drug addiction. But in the name of Jesus, we can continue to cripple him. In the name of Jesus, we can bring our friends and our family back to the Lord. We can show them what it is like to be a child of God. My fourth point and my last point I've already touched on it, but it's attacking the enemy. Attacking the enemy. You know, in Revelation 20, verse 10, it talks about, and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if the devil has to be in the lake of fire, why not send all of his minions there as well? The demons that are operating here on earth cannot hide the torment and the torture of the Holy Spirit. Us as believers, with Christ in us, can continue to torment and torture the kingdom of darkness. 
so bad to the point to where they're begging to go back to hell. That is the authority that we can access in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, they have to leave. This can look like in a lot of different ways. Manifestation isn't always those who are screaming out. But in the name of Jesus, strongholds will be broken. In the name of Jesus, demons will flee. Whether if they manifest or not, we reign freedom when we claim the victory that the Lord Jesus Christ has given us. Jesus already won the war. As we go into battle in every single day of our life, we have to acknowledge that. The war has already been won. If this demon is manifesting, he's already lost. The light and the shine of Jesus Christ has to... It, the demons cannot stand it. The demons cannot stand it. Now, as believers, the Bible does say, do not go on and continue sinning. Do not go on and continue sinning. So a part of our mission here is to be so grateful, so to be so thankful for what Jesus Christ did for us, is to continue to focus on the Holy Spirit, to rip our minds, to rip our souls away from the things of the world so that we may focus more intently on Him. And with that, if there is any believers that are going through something that, that, that you cannot just get over, as you focus more on Holy Spirit, those things have to leave. The strongholds will be broken. The oppression will be broken. It will be disembodied, and it will be starved to the point to where they will have to leave. Attack the enemy. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's as easy as that. It's as easy as that. There is nothing that the Lord asks of us that is hard, that is tough. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Be obedient to him. Walk in obedience. Walk in obedience. Like I said, it is not difficult if you acknowledge that the one who is asking you to walk in obedience is the one who is always with you. For we're not on this journey to be alone. We have Christ in us. And guess what, church? We have the body of Christ as well. For those on Zoom, for those on YouTube, for those here in person, this is the body of Christ. Jesus had 12 disciples. He likes community. And if you may be struggling your faith of, of thinking that Jesus may be farther away than what you would like, Meet up with a friend. Stand in faith and in warfare with them because that is what true community looks like. Standing in battle, standing in warfare with the body of Christ, with your friends, with your family, to edify them, to, to, to praise the Lord together. This is extremely dangerous to the kingdom of darkness for he strives 
to push us away from our friends, from our family, from our community. But if we acknowledge that Christ is in us and that the body of Christ moves powerfully as they are together, intertwined with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, as child of the Lord, the enemy cannot prevail against us. If we acknowledge how powerful it is of life groups, of, of being vulnerable, transparent, and honest with one another. The enemy cannot prevail against us. He does not like companionship. He does not like us standing together. In 1 Peter 4, 8, it talks about, and above all, love one another earnestly, for love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers a multitude of sins. When we acknowledge our identity in Jesus Christ, that he loves us so much that he gave up his only begotten son so that we may have a chance at eternal victory, eternal salvation with him. When we acknowledge that love, we're able to pour that love into those around us because we know that our identity is solely in Jesus Christ. The love that he has for us flows to those who are close to us. And the love that he has for us can soar and to go to the places to where he wants to intercede, but he may use us. To those who we may not know, at the grocery store, at school, at work, Jesus Christ gave us one mission and it is to go be laborers of the harvest, to go win souls and make disciples, to expand the kingdom of heaven, to continue to fill the book of life up with names so that we may rejoice together. The love of Jesus, for, for God is love. That is the that is the, the biggest weapon that we have against the enemy. When we acknowledge that it's all out of love, that all Jesus wants to see us is operate as if we were already in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven, to see us free from oppression, to, to see us walk in, in, in great health, to, to, walk, to walk without any sickness operating in our body, that really, really, really makes the devil angry. Because guess what? We now know that any sickness from a cold to cancer is not our portion here on earth. From cold to cancer, that is not our portion here on earth. In Jesus' mighty name, all sickness and all demons will flee. In sickness and Demons will have to flee. So what are we going to do about it, church? We are going to go after the kingdom of darkness. We are going to go after the kingdom of darkness. Make yourself available to go into the warfare, to go into the battles, knowing that you are already protected. You are already protected. The battle's already, the war's already been won. You have this little battle. The war has already been won. The demons have to flee in Jesus' mighty name. It doesn't matter 
what the name of the demon is. It doesn't matter who they think they are in the ranks of the kingdom of darkness. They have to flee in the name of Jesus because they are already crippled. And they know where they're going. You send them to the pit. You send them to the pit. It does not matter how much they complain about what the devil will do to them. Because that happens, guys. Don't send me there. He'll tell me no. I was like, well, the Holy Spirit fire will get you a lot worse than the devil can. In Jesus' name. So church, my biggest takeaway I, the, that I want you guys to know is that we are dangerous against the kingdom of darkness. So what are we? So if there is anyone here today that may be thinking, you know, I love what you're saying, but I feel like there is something preventing me from accessing that authority. That there's this blockage, that there is something that is just not allowing me to see my true identity in Christ Jesus. I want us to take a step in vulnerability. We're, we're going to transition to a time of, of breaking those strongholds down, of, of, of breaking those blockages down in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you all to stand to your feet. And as we, as we come to the end of this, of this time of prayer intercession, I just want us to, to, to be vulnerable, to be honest and transparent with ourselves and with Jesus. That if there is anything that you feel like is operating against you, not wanting you to go walk in the freedom and the faith that Christ Jesus has for us, I want us to take that step of faith and to come to the front. And as Pastor Martin comes to pray a prayer over what it is to break these strongholds, these fortresses. I will be here to, to help pray for you to break these bondages and these break and these down in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this content and that it touched you in some way. Please leave a review. All feedback is good feedback, and we will see you next week.